point, like after, especially after the second time I met him, he decided he was gonna take his feelings to the next level. The boop, 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 boop. He took his feelings all the way up here from right here. And I don't know why he did that. Like I, till this day, like I really did not show him any attention for him to start feeling the way he felt as quickly as he did. Like, I really don't know. I got home or whatever and I realized he was still commenting under all my Facebook photos. So like guys wouldn't even try to talk to me because they probably thought I had a boyfriend at this point. Like he would just comment all this sappy stuff under my photos. And I was just getting sick of it, y'all. I was like, bro, I don't even like him like that. Like what, what am I getting myself into? One night I was spending the night at Alyssa's house and it was probably like the night after I saw him downtown, like the night after he was commenting under all my photos and everything. And this woman uh, contacted Alyssa and was like, hey, I just want to know like if Kurt is talking to your friend because he's my boyfriend and I just want to let you know that he's gay, like he doesn't like women. It was, to, I guess it was to what I thought was a woman. It was just a guy who enjoyed dressing up in, in girl makeup and stuff. He wasn't transgender at all by any means um, because he still took and preferred himself under male pronouns. He was like, yeah, he's gay. Like, I don't understand like why he's cheating on me anyway with a female and he's moving to New Orleans to come move in with me and all this stuff. And I'm like, honestly, like that's not my, that's not my man. Like I, you could do whatever you want with him. Like, bro, I don't have any problems with you. And I don't, I don't want him like that. Like it was so awkward. I hit Kurt up and I was like, hey Kurt, like here are your screenshots. Can you please explain this to me? Like, what are you telling people? Are you telling people we're dating. Are you in a relationship? Why are you contacting me? Like, I just kind of wanted out of the situation. So I thought this was the best way to do it. And he was just kind of like, oh, people are so mean. It's not true. I'm not dating that person. Which he, honestly, he was, he was dating that person I found out at the end. And I was, I was happy for him. Like, bro, I'm, I'm happy for you. I wasn't really mad because I didn't want to date. I wouldn't have dated him. So it's not like, I mean, what would I really be upset about, you know? But he did deny it. And... You know, he tried to keep texting me after that. I remember he even tried to, oh God. Like after that, I guess he felt bad. So he wanted to send me pictures of him to like make me feel better. But he's like, hey, he sent, uh, he sent suggestive photos to Alyssa and asked her not to look at them, but just to show me. I was like, ew, like who does that? Like you have to be on drugs to do that. <laughs> So this is this is also the time where the story starts to take like a weird a weird weird turn. This dude, mind you, he ne he's never been to my house. He didn't even know I lived in the area that I lived in at all. I I refuse to tell this guy where I lived. I I would just never do that to myself. So one day, and this is probably two months into everything that I'm saying right now. So I I want to say this is about two months in. I'm I'm at home with my family and we run out of juice in the refrigerator. Right? I'm like we gotta go to the store real quick, y'all, because. Your girl's parched, I'm thirsty, I need a beverage. Like, we gotta go to the store. So I walk outside of my apartment, and then when I open my door, I see Kurt sitting in front of my neighbor's apartment. And I was like, God, does he also know another person in here? Like, why is he in here? So I didn't want him to see me, so I kind of tried to go the other way around, and he saw me anyway. So he's like, Tanya, Tanya, Tanya. And I'm like, uh, hey, bro, what are you doing in my complex? Like, I don't understand, like, what are you? He's like, actually, I'm, I'm looking for you. I couldn't figure out which apartment you lived in. And I was knocking on this door for a really long time and nobody came out and it started raining. So I just started sitting here in the rain. Like literally he was like, he was there for like four hours. And I was like, bro, why? Like, why are you at my house? Why I don't, I really don't get it. I don't. So now he's sitting in front of my house. Like with, mind you, he has no shoes on his feet. Like he's barefoot. This dude 
has no shoes on his feet at all. And he was stepping in dirt and it was raining. Like he was just nasty. He starts talking to me and he's like, yeah, I got your address from one of my homies. And if I ever find out who gave him my address, like we not friends no more, straight up. So he's like, yeah, I got, I got your address from one of my friends. I just, I was telling him that I really, really liked you and I want you to be my girlfriend. And I came over here to ask you to be my girlfriend. Boy. Where's your mother? You're, he was already not my type. He already had skeleton in his closet. He was already doing too much. You know what I mean? So I was kind of like, I was scared of him. Cause like he looked rough. Like he'd been through some things in life. So I nicely said, I was like, oh, I'm not too sure. I'm not really ready for a relationship. Can I think on it? And he was like, yeah, 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 that's fine. And then he opens up my front door, goes into my house. You guys, this is all without my permission. He goes into my house. Mind you, my mother, my sister, and my brother are home. And he goes up my stairs, because we had like a two-level apartment. He goes up my stairs, goes into my mom's room with his dirty, nasty, crusty, dusty, delinquent feet that was just stepping in mud and dirt and rain. And he sits on my mom's bed, crisscross applesauce with his feet on her clean sheets. This is when my mom decided, she was like, no, he, no, no, you can't date him. No, he's disrespectful. So he sat on my mom's bed and started talking to my mom and my sister upstairs, right? So mind you, I'm downstairs. So I didn't even know any of this until I went upstairs and saw him. And my brother's like, yo, Tanya, who's that guy? Who's that bum you just let in the house? And I was like, bum? Like, I honestly, like Terry, like I ain't even invite him in here. Like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, well, I'm just letting you know right now, like if you start dating this dude, like I'm disowning you as like a relative. Like we are no longer brother and sister. Like he was so adamant about that. He's like, yo, you can't date him. He looked like a bum. Like he looks like a bum. And I was like, bro, I know. Like I, I don't want to date this guy. Like it's, I swear I don't want to date this guy. So I go upstairs. You know when somebody's not feeling somebody, like you and your like siblings or you and your best friend have a look, y'all look at each other. Like I got to talk to you after this person leaves. So yeah, my sister looks at me. She's like, yeah. Ooh, I almost said his real name. She's like, yeah, Kurt, you know, he's just telling us about himself. Like, you know, she's like giving me the look. And I was like, oh God, like, she's like, yeah, your friend. Like, he's telling us that he really likes you and stuff and all this stuff. So I'm like, oh God, I'm so scared. Mind you, I probably left him upstairs by himself for 10 minutes. There, there was not much he could have said wrong in 10 minutes. So I thought, I go sit in my room. Cause literally, I don't want nothing to do with this guy. He's in the room with my parent, my mom and my sister. And I'm in my room trying to figure out how I'm going to get him out of my house. Like, literally, it was like that. So he comes into my room and he closes my door. Right? And so he sits next to me and like grabs my arm or grabs my hand or something. And I'm just like staring at him. And my mom comes behind him and opens my door. And she's like, we don't close doors around here. And like opens my door. And I was like, thank Jesus, my mom. I was like, honestly, like I, I really just can't have company right now. Like you gotta go. Like, but I said it really nice. You Mind you, he had a backpack with him when he came to my house and he sat it down in my room. So when I told him he had to leave, he got up and he left his backpack in my room on the floor. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I actually have a job to do. I have to go work to work and um, I'm, I can just get picked up from your house. So I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, my boss is coming to pick me up and he's gonna go buy me some clothes. And I'm like, all right, like what kind of, what, what do you do? He's like, yeah, he's gonna go ahead and put me in like the Hyatt Hotel. And I'm like, what do you do like you know like so i'm just sitting there like why is this boss being that friendly to him you know what i mean literally i knew nothing about escorting i knew nothing about this growing up so i didn't even assume that was what it was at the time being and he's like oh i think that's my ride right there and i was like what do you mean you think he's like yeah i've never seen his car before but you can always tell what kind of person a man is by the looks of his car and i'm like okay like 
what are you saying? So he's like feeling out this guy's car as this guy's coming to get him. And then he hops in the car with the guy and then he leaves, right? So I was like, this was the weirdest day of my life. So he leaves and then I immediately go up to my room and I'm like, mom, Dominique, like I was telling my family, I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I don't even like this guy. Like, this is all misunderstanding. Like, I don't want to date this guy. He's just crazy. And so my sister's like, Tanya, I have to tell you something. I'm like, what? She's like, he sat here and he told me, like he was telling me like what he does for work. And he told me not to tell you because he really wants you to date him. And he really doesn't want you to be upset. And I was like, um, what does he do for work? She's like, he's a male stripper. I was like, all the blood in my feet rushed to my head and she's like tanya you cannot date him he's crazy like she immediately was like no like no like he was so comfortable telling us he's a male stripper without even knowing us and even like thinking that it would be okay you know so i was like oh no like this dude i need to get him out of my life i'm about to block him off of everything but i need him to get like the hint like i need him to understand so i went in my room to text him and i saw that he left his book bag so i was like great i'm just gonna tell him he left his book bag and then i'll tell him that i don't want to talk to him anymore so I text him and I was like, hey, you left your book bag over here. And normally, like, if I would text him on, like, Facebook or text him, like, via phone, he would just text back immediately. But it took him a really long time. Like, he didn't text back for a whole entire day, right? So I was like, whatever, like, I'll just text Alyssa and I'll be like, bro, he left his book bag over here. And I just found out he a male stripper. We should go through his book bag and see what's in it, right? So I was like, I'm not going to do it here. Like, I, I can't. So Alyssa came and got me. We went back to her boyfriend's place. We went back to Jack's place because I was like... I'm gonna leave Kurt's stuff at Jack's place since they're best friends. Like, if he wants his stuff, he can get it from Jack's place. I don't want him to have it at my place. So me and Alyssa go to her boyfriend's house and we pull out the tongs, girl. We pull out the the tongs, the old school kitchen tongs. We pull out the tongs and we start unzipping his book bag. So I open his book bag up and the first thing I pull out is, you know, normal stuff. Like he had a change of clothes in there. He had a pair of jeans and a shirt. And I was like, okay. He also has some paperwork that I read later on, so hold on. Um, so I pulled out the jeans and the shirt, and I was like, okay, whatever. I, t I dig in with the tongs and pull out a leather thong with tassels on it. But it was a male, like, it was a male jockstrap leather thong with tassels. Like, it was, you could tell he, he wore it when he worked at, like, the strip club and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is, this is really strange. Like, I don't... Like, there's no denying it. Like, this dude does something in the sex industry. Like, there's just no denying it. I'm really grossed out at this point, and I'm glad I didn't put my actual hand in the book bag. So we, we keep going with the tongs. So then I pull out a Ziploc bag full of hair. Like, like cut-off hair. Like, his own cut-off hair in a Ziploc bag. Um, there was also a little bottle of... It looked like hotel shampoo and conditioner. And then there was also a bunch of condiments at the bottom of the bag, like like little packets of ketchup, mustard, like mayonnaise. So I was just I was just thinking maybe he just lived on the road or something. He had everything in his bag from his normal daytime attire to his work attire to like food. He had like shampoo and conditioner. Like you could tell like he just like lives out of his book bag. So the last thing I pulled out of his book bag was the paperwork. And I saw that he was released from the hospital um for an overdose on opiates this guy was addicted to heroin i found that out afterwards as well so and i knew it i knew it It was like a feeling i had inside like i knew he was on drugs like he just looked like he was on drugs i am like so grossed out at this point i'm again i start texting him i'm like dude i left your stuff at jack's house if you want your stuff you can go there and get it please don't even contact me then i get a message you guys i get a weird message later that night that said just like this nothing else don't text this phone anymore i will kill you just 
just like that, just like that. And I was like, um, all right. Then I get a new text message from a brand new phone number the next day because I kind of just ignored it after that. I was like, you don't kill me, like what? So I get another text message the next day from a new number and he's like, oh my God, hey, it's Kurt. I am so sorry about the text you got yesterday. That wasn't me, that was my crazy ex-girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Um, she pays for that phone and all this weird stuff. So in conclusion, he was like, it wasn't me. And I'm sorry, I, I don't know what happened and all this stuff. And I just told him, I'm like, dude, I don't care what it was about. I don't want anything to do with you. I left your stuff where it is. And I was like, dude, I, I know what you do for a living. Like, I know what you're into. And he was kind of just like, okay, it's not what it seems. Like, I knew you were gonna find out later, sooner or later. I'm a male escort. Um, I also do stripping, but I don't sleep with men. I just let them burn me with cigarettes for money. Like, I don't sleep with them, I swear. And all this stuff, and I'm just like, okay. Like, his best friend confesses to me, one of his other best friends, also told me that his pimp, the person who like sets his like little orders and was his ex-girlfriend, current and ex, like they were off and on in a relationship. And that's the girl who texted my phone and said she was gonna kill me, was his ex-girlfriend, his pimp. Like literally, they had such a weird relationship. They were both addicted to heroin and in order to feed their cravings, they would, she would pimp him out, like basically. So it was, it was a really, toxic relationship. It was weird and I wanted nothing to do with either of them at all. Um, toward the end of it, he kept contacting me like all the time. He would like try to Skype message me. He would try to Skype video call me, FaceTime me. Like he would try to message me on Facebook, text me from new numbers. And I was just like, dude, literally just leave me alone. Like you're crazy. Like something is wrong with you. I can't, I literally cannot do this anymore. This is why I don't use dating apps because this was, this was just too much for you, a girl to handle. Like I don't, I, do I look like I do I do I look like I associate with those kind of people? Like no. Like where he is now in life, I know because like he he does this thing where he'll deactivate and reactivate his his uh Facebook like every few months because he he keeps like going into rehab to try to get clean off heroin, then he'll delete his like Instagram and his Facebook, then he'll bring it back up when he's sober for like two weeks, then he'll delete it again. So the last he had a Facebook, he doesn't have one anymore, but the last he had a Facebook. He hitchhiked his way from South Carolina to New Orleans to then work in a strip club out there. And he's still addicted to drugs, so. And I also heard that he had like a muscle eating disease that has crippled him and is supposed to later than like kill him. I'm not too sure how accurate that is, but that was just what I was told from a friend. And you know, I feel bad for him, but I don't, I don't want to check on him. I can't because like, mm -mm, nope. Nah, it's not happening. Yeah, if you guys enjoyed the story time, make sure you give this video a thumbs up if you want more. And I love you guys, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Welcome back to my YouTube channel. For those of you who don't know, it's your boy Vic Slang Hope. Not dope. Or coat. <laughs> so, and I got another banger for y'all. And this one is the 10 reasons why a guy might ghost you so make sure y'all stay tuned but before i get into the story or reasons make sure you like comment subscribe and share hit that right now man stop playing word but anyway let me get into it right now so the first reason is bad hygiene 
I cannot stress this enough. This is one of my pet peeves. Bad hygiene. And you know, some of you might be wondering, well, how come you couldn't tell when you first started talking to her? Or how come you couldn't tell when, you know, whatever they might say. But the point is this. Sometimes you just might not know. Sometimes, you know, let's say you get to know somebody, right? You might just be talking to them on the phone. You might have met them on social media. You just texting them. They look pretty. You go through her pictures. You can't really see. You know, you sometimes you can't really see that they unhygienic. You know, they got clean clothes. They got their hair done, their nails done. But you can't see under the nails from a picture. You know, you can't really see certain things. You can't really smell a breath. You understand what I'm saying? So, you can't really smell their body odor. So you don't really know what their hygiene is like because you're just texting them. And sometimes people will be texting each other and talking on the phone for like weeks, months before they even meet each other. So another thing is connected to bad hygiene. I think like the number one thing that people be talking about is bad kitty. Oh my God. Bad kitty. Sisters, I understand that things change and, and, and pH imbalances and, and a whole yeast infections. And I know it's very delicate, but this is a problem. So I'm saying it's a problem. It's also a sign of disease sometimes, you know. So bad kitty, <laughs> bad kitty will put you away like a murder case. <laughs> It will put you away for a long time and you will not get no, um, what's the word? Exoneration. You will not get exonerated from this. This is something like 20 years from now. If you got a bad kitty now, 20 years from now, somebody going to be like, yo, they, they go, what's the name over here? If they see you talking to their mans, they're going to put their mans on like, yo, don't talk to her. She got the, don't go over there. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something I know, you know, it's just a little funny sometimes, but bad hygiene is no bueno. You know what I'm saying? And if you got bad kitty on your record, it will never go away. That's, that's, that's a felony out here in the streets. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, bad hygiene is one of the things that will get you ghosted. You know what I'm saying? By a dude. Some of them might not even tell you. That, you know, your breath stink or they might not tell you your kitty stink or or you got stains in your drawers or or some of these things. They might not tell you certain things or, you know what I'm saying? But just know bad hygiene is a no-no. Number two, no goals or ambition. No goals or ambition. You know, some sisters out here do not have no goals or ambitions. I even had my fair share of talking to certain women and they never were doing anything. Like, never. Like, every time you ask them what they was doing, nothing. Smoking, drinking, watching TV. Like, it was it was just, like, regular, simple stuff. They was never really doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had nothing going on. They didn't even have no ambitions. And, again, you don't got to share your dreams and where you're trying to go and where you're trying to be with me. But it's like, after a while, you could kind of, like, tell that a woman does not have no dreams and ambitions. And if you're an ambitious guy and you're trying to go somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not cool for you. You know what I'm saying? So, that's another thing that would get you ghosted. Number three, a guy might have commitment problems. You know, sometimes it's not about y'all sisters. Sometimes the guy has commitment issues. You never know. He might have been hurt. You know, um, he might want to be a player. He might be in that stage of his life. He might just have some issues around just committing, settling down for whatever reason that might be. Sometimes the guy just don't want to be tied down in a relationship for whatever reason. And they don't have nothing to do with you. It just has something to do with him. 
and dudes will ghost you for them having issues of commitment. Um, number four, he might have trauma. And this is connected to like commitment issues. Sometimes we don't know what the person is dealing with. We don't know what this individual is dealing with. Sometimes it's not about you, ladies. It's not about you. It's about him. He's dealing with him and asking us what the fuck we think about shit y'all set the standards for. My thing is this. Y'all create your own insecurity. Don't say y'all, though. Don't include I'm me saying, in that. No, I'm saying y'all because yeah, I know you're a woman. I have to say y'all. I have to say y'all. Okay. Women create their own insecurities, and then you indirectly ask men to validate. For example, right? Men, we don't give a fuck about weave. We don't. Y'all create that shit. Mm -hmm. And then y'all come to us and force us to determine beauty standards based off shit we don't even really care for. But wouldn't you say to some degrees a lot of women, they're like that because of the way that men, like you said, certain men would call that running a train or whatever. And when they are the guys that are some of the, a lot of those guys that say, oh, running away train, she's running a train. They're the ones that are out here doing the most whole nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? And those are the niggas that we would be putting down all these women that are okay doing what they want to do. And then now, they will be after. Let me, let me, let me, let's just get to the but of it right because i like to be direct yeah because it because a lot of these things they come from somewhere right let's talk me and you let's not okay. talk hypotheticals let's not talk imaginary niggas because i don't want to get into the mind yeah of imaginary and i don't like imaginary talk, bitches because i don't want to be right let's talk in. let's talk me and you right okay as a man okay i feel strongly about being able to be in a relationship with multiple women for multiple reasons now this is how we just cut we just cut right to the center of the cake do you as a woman beyond a reasonable doubt feel strongly in your heart that you want to be able to publicly date multiple men at one time for whatever reason i can i can say that i'm secure enough to be able to do that but i can't say that that's what i want at all times. oh then, then we don't need to be having this conversation because this conversation would be for women who want to and this is the this is the issue I'm having. Okay. I'm not here to hypothetically sort But the thing fight. is I agree. The thing is I do agree because sometimes I do feel like, you know, I if, want if to that, and if that's what women want to do, do that. Yes. All I'm saying is I'm agreeing. Yeah, I just had a question. Yeah. Like if you're okay with it being the other way around, because a lot of men that are saying what you're saying, you know, like I'll agree because I'm like some sometimes I'm I'm okay with seeing multiple men and I'd want that for multiple reasons, different the different guys for different reasons, right? But then those certain guys will be like, Oh, that's not okay. That's why But, I, but I, we're not talking about we ain't even talking about certain guys. I'm I'm once again saying you That's why I'm coming if, to you. If that's and something in you your heart you that feel, you feel of course. Is that something in your heart that you feel you want to, if you was in front of the whole world right now and the whole world was watching, your mama was, everybody you know personally and, 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 and unpersonally was watching, would you say, would, would you feel strong enough about this? Do you feel strong enough about this argument to say, I want to date three men right now, legalize polyandry. If that's something that's not really in your heart, than somebody who really feels I think that it should be legalized. That, that's so issues. crazy. I didn't even know where you are. Is it not legalized? Well, polygamy is not places? legal in America. Okay, well, I do think that it should be. I do think that that should be okay. If those if those people are okay with that, then that should be okay. Right. Yeah, see, and, and I agree. See, this is my thing. All I'm saying is, 
and I'm not even talking to you, I'm just speaking to the government. The government needs to stop picking and choosing yeah. which which relationship lifestyles they want to legalize. They mm -hmm. let they let homosexuals get married, they let monogamous people get married, but they don't let polygamous people get married. Yeah. And my thing is my whole pursuit of the relationship besides obvious reasons is money. I'm I'm a get money type of nigga. I always been a get money type of nigga. Even when I was any, you can go to Buffalo right now and ask any female I used to do. They gonna tell you, young girl, will put me in my basement. You will put me in my hat. I get money. And any female that I'm dealing with at the time, despite our relationship, if you if you fucking with me personally, then you either getting some money or you or you kinda are involved with what I'm doing. Whether mm -hmm. whether, whether, whether I gotta drop something off or whatever. So my thing mm -hmm. is right now. In my life, I'm running a legitimate business, and I don't want to be having children or be in relationships by women yes. who I don't have nothing to share with. Yeah, so that's awesome. is, right. I'm looking at my I'm looking at my position at from not only do I want to leave behind a legacy, I want to build one. So I can't. My friend, she said, "Fucking best friend." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let them know you got this yeah. sauce too. But I wouldn't do that though. I wouldn't do that. It's just a song. You know, that'd be my alter ego talking. You know, she like to talk her shit. I like, I got a slick mouth. I like to punch a nigga in the gut. <laughs> that is something that we heard a guy's feelings. They hear that they like, damn it, you not playing fair at all. <laughs> Yo, cause even if I wouldn't do it, nigga, you stuck with that image in your head. Like, I bet not ever get out of line because this bitch said. <laughs> and if she going over there doing all that shit she do to me to him, I'ma kill this hoe. <laughs> well, Renny, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Keep us updated on when the album's coming out, so we can make sure that we post support. And yeah, we had a really good time with you today. So we got to do a part two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I had so much fun talking to y'all. I'm gonna have more shit to talk about for real. My life is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can. We can't I, wait for the next story. You know, it's going to be another story. Right. <laughs> and look, I think yeah. I'm going to start doing story times on YouTube. Somebody got to hear about this shit. Because you're funny. <laughs> you know a good story. Yeah. Yes. And you're so upfront and honest about it. That just makes it so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to tell the truth. I, I can't cap with nobody. <laughs> I can't cap with nobody. I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And have a great holiday. Happy New Year and all that good shit. And yes. yeah, we yeah. yeah. Real Bitch Radio. Thank y'all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you. We see you doing interviews with all these guys, so we were like, we got to step in. Right. Yeah, it's about time we got to talk. chop it up with the girl. girls. And you know what? They be, trying to, they be trying to ask, you know, the same questions we talk about, but y'all ain't going to get the tea I'm going to give it to the ladies. Like, no. For sure. <laughs> all right, Renny. Thank you so much. Lip service. Cool. Yeah. Middle class income, though. He makes good money. I said middle class. I didn't say broke. I said middle class. <laughs> why, see, why do like, so many black know. women, when you hear middle class, you automatically think less than. You hear blue collar, you think less than. No, I don't think less than. Listen, listen. And that's where your high value men are for most of you. Your daddy. Yeah. But would you date a man? I mean, be honest. Would you date a man with a moving company? Yes. My dad makes good money. Would you money. date a man who's starting a moving company? Uh, yes, I, I, I would get potential. Okay. I would. If I could, that's if not I high could value. Say what now? It's not high value then. What would you not have? High value is already there. 
Okay. Our value was already there. He had to be doing what he's doing for five years. He's already there. He's already a Super Bowl champ. Yeah, my dad's had in, this company for 20 years. But but you came in saying, I want a high-value man. Remember, I exactly. You want him already to be there. No, I never said that. That's what you said. I never said That's that. That's what high-value means. Oh, okay. So I'm confused. Now, I do got a, a question for you. Are you saying that women should not desire a high value man that's already there and we should be open to men or or and we shouldn't be open to men who who's building? No, because, no, I'm, no. I'm saying you need to be in your lane. And most women don't want to build but with a man who's building. Like how was your mother when she married your father? She was 20 22, I believe. Right. 8 years younger than you. That you saw the pattern and you chose not to do it. Because <laughs> I'm going to get what I want. So you already want somebody who's where your daddy is now, but you got to marry him while he's 22. That's why I high value men look at y'all like y'all crazy because you want to come after we already won. You don't want to build. You want us after we already got the six figures and this and that and something and so forth. And we're like, okay, I'm going to get the premium. Because well, that I was had... different. My dad and my mom were younger. They were younger, so that's different. You've been 22. You could have did that, too. I could have, but that's not exactly. the way life went. No, no, that's not what you chose. <laughs> you had suitable men uh, who approached you in your teens and 20s, but you'd overlook them for something else. Possibly. 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 We don't know that's a fact. Yeah, no, 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 we do. No, because see, I did a video on you likely met your, your, your match and you just blew it. I don't remember him. If he came really? from so my what's way, the way, Okay, what's the longest relationship you've ever had? Um, Maybe about six months. Six months, your entire life. Right. Even when you were in high school and college. I didn't really date in high school and college. I mean, in high school. How long ago was your last relationship? <sighs> I don't even want to really count that, but it was this summer. I don't even count it. But ma'am, if you only had six, if your last relationship has been six months, I got worse news for you. What? You ready? Are you going to probably say it's me, but okay. The question was, okay, you're not ready for it. Okay, I'm ready. No, you're not. You don't have the skills for it. You, The longest job you ever held as a man is six months. And you want uh, you want an executive level position, man, and you only got six months of work history. If your relationship history was a resume, it would be trash. How? Because you you've only held a job for six months. You don't know that. Maybe I wasn't dating all those years. Man. See, this is what this is when this is when the ego comes out. I don't have to know. I know one thing when I'm reading right now, what you're saying you want and what the kind of men that fit into that category. What I do know unequivocally is what the hundreds and thousands of men who are like that, where I'm in that category, the women they want and who they pick. And they don't have this energy. 
They don't have these talking points. They don't have this relationship history. See, were you raised to be a housewife? Um, no. You were raised to be independent. <laughs> we dancing. I didn't make no money. What? I did not make a dollar. I was in the hole. Did like the city where you dancing? I, my first time dancing, I went to Orangeburg, South Carolina. Uh, okay. I, but I'm from South Carolina, so you know I wasn't gonna go to like no big crazy city because I was still nervous. Like I was really jumping out there, like winging the fuck out that shit. <laughs> so um, I ain't had no real dance shoes. I went and bought some damn lingerie and had on some little regular thigh high boots. What you wear to the club? I'm looking real baby girlish. Like, did you know that? Like, I'm, I'm a real baby girl. <laughs> and I don't went and bought this big long synthetic wig trying to cover up who I am and everything. Bitch not even thinking, girl, you got tattoos. They know who you are. Like right. people already know you. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was a nobody going to dance. People already know you. Now I'll be looking at some of that shit like, who the fuck let me think this was right? <laughs> but I went in there for the money and I got tired of it. I'm like, you know what? I'm finna leave. He's like, if you leave, like that's cool, but I ain't got nothing for you. You can't take you ain't got shit to leave with. Right. I came back home, had to go, I had to swallow my pride and go back to the club. Like everybody know that's embarrassing to leave the club, be with a nigga who up, be put up, got this, got that, and have to come back because you know, that was all that nigga shit. I was like, when I come back this time, I'm making I'm making the most out of it. Like if I'm gonna be dancing and people gonna be talking about me, I'm gonna make sure they saying, but she the baddest bitch in that motherfucker. She getting that motherfucking bag in there. <laughs> ain't she ain't playing. And that's what I did. I went there, I turned that bitch all the way up. <laughs> and so you started rapping while you was at the club too no the crazy part is i had tried like i was pursuing music before i started dancing like it was just something i always had an opportunity i was like i had been presented opportunities to do and i fucked with it like i wrote in for my school newspaper i was in school journalism was like my shit i love writing poetry so like i was into that shit um but it just was not the right times. Every The first two times that I had the opportunity, it wasn't right. One of my kids was too young. The next, my money wasn't right. This time came around, I went looking for it. And I just happened to know, you know, like in the club, you form business relationships with all the rappers, all the people, right. you know, who you need to know because the strip club is rap culture. Yep. So I knew these people, but I never told them like, oh, I know how to rap. I, I ain't pushed that on there because I'm thinking about making some money. Fuck all that. Um, but I wanted a career, like I wanted my son's job shadowing they had came up. And this is what really made me like, nah, bitch, you gotta find something else to do. Cause I asked them, I said, What, you know, what did you tell them at school that I do? Cause I ain't take you to no job to shadow shit. I'm like, well, you just stayed home that day. I'm like, what did you go tell them, you know, that I do? He was like, Shit, I ain't tell them, I ain't tell them you did nothing. I said, you stay home, that's your job, you stay home with us. I'm like, man, that's, for my child to know what I'm doing and be protecting me, mm -hmm. because he ain't even telling me he know what I'm doing. I didn't find out my kids knew I was stripping until I stopped. Mm -hmm. So he not even telling me at the time, he really do know what I'm doing. But for my child to, you know, have to go make up shit and, and not have nothing to talk about with their mama that they could be proud of, I'm like, I need a career, bro. I'm making all the money in the world, but I ain't got shit to talk about. I can't show shit for it. Besides, like, some bags, some, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't filing no taxes. I wasn't handling it right on that end. Right. And what about, what did he say about his dad? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, because that's too that dead. That dad probably been home from prison maybe three years, maybe. Like, he had been home from prison long. He got locked up when my son was one, and I was, like, three months away from having our daughter. They both got the same dad. So they don't really have a, you know, they, at that time, they really didn't have no relationship with him. They was just meeting him. You know, they was trying to find something. So I don't really think they even think about right. or thought about him at the time. I saw an old tweet, um, I think from last year, you were talking about, I, I guess you were saying whether or not you were comfortable letting your kids see their dad when he was locked up. Yeah, see, I, I didn't let my kids go to prison to um, see their dad. One, I, like, I got a little boy. And I don't want him to feel like being in and out of a jail is normal. Like, he a little black boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel like this is normal. I don't want to normalize that for you. And I feel like by bringing you to see him, and it could have been selfish on my part, you know. And if he felt like it was selfish, I do apologize to him for that. But I feel like I did what I had to do to protect my kids. You never met your daughter. Why would you want the first time you meet her or her first memories of you to be in a jail? This is a listen, girl. You done <laughs> in the altercation if there ever was one. Um, so I make sure that I keep my distance from them. So I let them walk up front, and I was walking behind them, of course, praying that everything went smoothly. And we end up seeing Tony's father and Tony's uncle in front of their new house. Tony's father and uncle were on one side. And Maneski, Kanan, and I were on the other side. I went across the street to get the money. I made sure to count it twice. Maneski asked me if everything was there. I told him yes. And everything went off smoothly and without a hitch. After I made sure that the money was right, Tony's father was shook after seeing Maneski fidgeting with his bag. He was like, go, just go, just go, okay, just go, Ali. After that, I was able to get my money and I cannot tell you how happy I was to get my money back. I thank the Lord. I really do thank the Lord because oh, he put these he put these obstacles in my path. He put these clues in my path. He put these signs in my path and I, to God be the glory, to God be the glory. After that whole exchanging of the money, Tony actually calls me like five minutes later. I didn't pick up. I did not pick up any of his calls. All of a sudden he want to call me now. Okay. The next day I end up seeing an email from Tony saying how I harassed him and how he was going to call the cops on me and all this and all of that. I completely ignored it because as soon as I got my money, I seriously wanted nothing to do with him. Like, I seriously wanted nothing to do with him. And at that point, I was completely over trying to go on any online dating sites to look for someone. But luckily, after that whole situation, I end up meeting Alan, and he's possibly one of the best things that ever happened to me. So... You know, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? The moral of this story, I would definitely say, is don't give someone you just met money or anything of the sort. You don't know what can happen at the end, and you don't know if you have a Haitian samurai friend who can help you get your money back. You just never know these things. So that was that story, and 
I, of course, I do want to give you guys a couple of tips if you plan on doing some online dating. Let everyone know what you want, what you're looking for, okay? You don't want to mislead anyone, and you don't want anyone to mislead you. So just be honest and upfront about what you're looking for in a significant other, and see what you get from that. Also, when you do meet someone and you plan on going out with them, make sure you let your close friends and family know who you're going with. Make sure to include their photo, their name. Make sure to include the place that you're going, the time that you're going, the time that you're leaving. And also let them know to call you and try and come up with like code words, some sort of language that both you and your friends or family know so that way you can like get out of that situation. Another thing, um, I think a good first date would be a date that doesn't cost much. Like you can go to movies at the park or you can go to just, there's so many free, well I know in New York there's a lot of free events, but maybe you can check the website in your state or your country that you live in to find free events because I'm sure there are tons of free events in your neighborhood. I know in Brooklyn there's so much to do for free. I definitely suggest that you take advantage of that so like no one is, you know, questioning who's going to pay for what, who, what, when, you know what I mean? So let's leave the money issue out of it on the first date and I think you'll be all right. So that is all for this story time today. I really hope that you were able to learn something from this and I mean, Look, I already know that I was naive to give this man some money. I know. I don't need to hear it again, so we don't need to mention that in the comment section, okay? If you enjoyed this story time, please give this video a big thumbs up and also comment down below and let me know if you've had any positives or negatives with online dating because I'd love to know. And of course, share this video with anyone you feel or know that is actually doing online dating because they may be able to benefit from this information. And of course, subscribe to my channel because I make videos every single week for y'all. I want to thank you all so much for watching and supporting and subscribing to my channel. And I'll see you all in the next I'm sick of this, I'm back in. I'm sick of this, I'm back in. Cause you just end up back with your stuff. to my channel so if you did not know my channel is primarily for me to be open honest and transparent okay um I feel like what I'm doing is helping people because a lot of people don't really want to put their business out there or everything that they feel like should be bottled up and locked in a closet I'm telling my truth I'm telling my stories I'm telling things that have happened to me um, that I am going through in my life and I'm not scared to share those things because I know that everybody goes through I know that everybody has issues um, and that's what makes me okay with being open and honest I really don't care what people think about me or how they portray me I'm going to portray myself the way that I want to portray myself and you either like me or you don't but at the end of the day i know that i was open honest and real right so if you fall in love with me you fall in love with the real me like there is no clone okay so tonight i wanted to talk about yeah see i got my notes over here tonight i wanted to talk about my dating life in atlanta okay it's hard <laughs> 
it's real hard for one i'm still married okay but i'm openly dating he's openly dating um Our divorce is pending. We just we just don't have a fire up under our butts. I guess because we're not, I'm not seriously seeing anybody. If he is, he'll probably be the one to like move on with the divorce a lot quicker than I will. Cause I mean, it'll happen one day. I'm just, I'm not really worried about it right now. So like I said, dating is hard. Okay. Because you gotta get to know somebody all over again. I'm almost 30. Like I'm, I don't really want to do that to be honest that's that's why women stay with their ex for so long like you you know i don't really want to do that get to know who for what no but anyway i've been having a good time dating um it's it's been a few crazies the last guy i went on a date with here recently was was crazy i had to block him but i guess I guess you're just gonna have some good ones and you're gonna have some bad ones. So I feel like you have to have a blueprint of what you want going forward. As of right now, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I still have a blueprint of what I want going forward. I'm a mommy, hold on, my baby crying. Okay, so like I was saying, you have to have a blueprint for what you would like going forward. Me personally, I'm big on credit scores. You have to have a certain number credit score. Um, and if you're not quite there yet, then we can work on it. But you have to have goals in life to where, you know, you, you want to meet. You have to come. You have to help me grow. I have to help you grow. You have to help me grow. This is where I feel like life partnership comes into play. Um, my dad told me a long time ago to not marry for love. And I didn't understand it at the time, but I understand it clearly now. Like love can be the cherry on the top, but I'm looking for so much more than just love. You feel me? Um, I'm looking at your social media. Let me see what type of pictures you post. Let me see, um, you coming or not? Let me see how you dressing in your pictures. Let me see what your statuses are saying. So I, like, I'm into all of that. All of that plays a factor in if we can date. Is it good, mama? I would like to date an older guy. And the reason I'm talking to the camera. And she's like, why are you talking but not looking at me? I would like to date an older guy just for the maturity and stability. Um, granted, it's some young ones out there that's on it that, that gets it. But I just feel like someone um, who's older, I would say late 30s, early, mid 40s. Um, that's my interest. <laughs> I just feel like they understand at this at that point in their life that they understand what a mom is. Hopefully either they have kids already or have been in a relationship with somebody who has kids because what I cannot deal with is at the drop of a dime, they like, can you come chill? No, I can't. Like you gonna have to give me a few hours. Like, no, I have to get stuff ready for my kids. I have to see if I have a babysitter. No, you can't come over here. Like we gotta get to know each other more first. 
So I need somebody that's just gonna understand my life as a mom, my life as a working woman. <laughs> you gotta be able to, to help me in some kind of way also. You have to be able to help me mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. I will not be doing 50-50 anymore. I've done that, been there, done that. You have to be able to, to come with, with some good finances to the table. That's another reason why I feel like an older man, the percentage is higher for them to be more financially stable than a younger person. That's just my, my perspective. Hey boo. So if you're currently in a situation and you feel like you deserve better, you do. What is it? If you feel like you need to create your blueprint, do that, okay? I'm not gonna say don't settle because I've been told that no man is perfect and that's correct. But at the same time, like I said, how I won't be doing 50-50 anymore, I won't. That's, that's not negotiable for me. Um, someone who is addicted to substances, whether it's alcohol or drugs, that's a no for me. If you're addicted to weed, that's a no for me. Like if you can't go a few days without smoking weed, like you have to smoke weed, that's a no for me. I'm good on that. It is what it is. I have my standards, I have my morals, I have my values, I have my goals, I have aspirations in life that I would like to achieve. And if you're going to hinder that, what I won't do is deal with anyone hindering it anymore. I will not be bending down to pull you up anymore. You either come at my level or you above me, okay? But that's just me. Why? Because I can do okay by myself. I won't do bad with anybody. If, if I'm with you and I'm doing bad, it's a problem. That's, that's a whole, that's a whole problem and I just can't do it. So yeah, I mean, I'll let y'all know if I start dating somebody. Hopefully I don't. Hopefully I have just a year to myself. I'm so dope. I like being by myself, which is crazy. Like, I mean, I, I like, company every now and then but for the most part shh, my sidekick and I we just be chilling like I'm good watching a movie I got my dinner cooking right now like I'm good on all of that I don't have to be out I don't have to be a socialite I don't have to do any of that stuff like every once in a while it's good but I'm I'm not that chick I'm a homebody so I'm good with being by myself, getting to know me, getting to know what I like, what I don't like, who I want to be with, who I don't want to be with, what I'll accept, what I won't accept. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So if I do not find anybody, which I, just to be honest, I'm probably going to find somebody. Well, they're going to find me. But if I don't, I'm okay with that. I'm the type that goes out to eat by myself. I'm the type that goes to the movies by myself. I'm cool with that. Just hand me a little piece on the side. If y'all know more Chestnut, just tell him I said hey. <laughs> tell him Ava said hey too. You know Mr. Morris? Oh, you gonna give him some juice? That's sweet of you. <laughs>
All right, so for real, for real, this video was not long. It's just about um, my dating life. I am dating. I am still married. Um, I'll probably talk about the divorce next video and why I'm not divorced yet. Stipulations around that. Um, but yeah, dating life in Atlanta is kind of hard because it's a lot of fraud. Everybody wants to be... Everybody wants to keep up with the Joneses. Everybody wants to make it seem like they live a certain way and they really don't. And it's hard for me because I'm such an honest person. Like I jump out the gate being honest. So I don't know, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard, but we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated and let y'all know how it's going. Oh, update. I still do not have any symptoms, y'all. I done forgot about the darn herpes and everything else. I, I ain't got no symptoms. <laughs> I don't know if I got it or not, child. I ain't felt no tingling or burning. I ain't seen no bumps. So, I don't know. I don't know, but I did read up more on it, and it says that most people, not everybody, but most people have um, symptoms I think it said two to 20 days after they're infected. And it's been well over that for me, but I don't know. Oh, I got something really sweet. Oh, she's so sweet sometimes. I love you. I love you. I do. Look at that face. You're so sweet. You want to tell them bye-bye? You know, tell them, say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm sick of this, I'm packing. I'm sick of this, I'm packing. Cause you just in the back with your stuff. Morning culture, Frank Ski, Jay Nova, JR, Big Tick sitting in on the People Station V103 to ATL's number one fit popping RB. Pull up on us at watchv103.com. Shekinah in the building. Yeah! What's up, Atlanta? Good, good morning, morning, friend. Good morning, friends. How you doing? <laughs> what up? Good. You good? Too early? Not too late? What's up? Yeah, it's a little early for me, but it's cool. It's okay. cool. Mm. What is going on with you and Akbar? Oh, you you hit it. With it. <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna get to it. Swung. Oh, please. <laughs> please, kid. It's nothing really going on. I mean, I don't know. We have to pray for each other. It's but African-American people. Aww. This is a different Chicano I'm talking to. <laughs> and I got out of character the other day a little bit on Instagram because sometimes people can take you there. Right. But I've worked so far, so hard in my life to become who I am today. Mm-hmm. I cannot let someone who, first of all, I cannot boast and brag on myself. I'm not going to do that. You don't get props on that. So I'm trying to figure out how can you put it. Mm. <laughs> all I can say is people need to stay encouraged. I work for everything I have. Mm. You can call me a, a, a kisser, whatever you want to call it, mm. um, to me, because my friend, I love her. Mm. If she need me through whatever, I can't wait to do it. Um and I'm just going to keep our girl lifted up in prayer because she needs it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait wow. a minute. Who yeah. am I talking to right Save now? Saved and sanctified. We're talking to Shekinah Joe. Wow. And I'm still working on being saved even more. There's <laughs> still, still a little bit more. Yeah. A little more know, work. At the end of the day, I can't really 
fights. I can fight, but I'm not fighting when I don't stand for that. I hate to see um, any color fighting. Yeah. I'm not into it. I mean, why hurt someone when you're not a child anymore? You ain't got no business getting getting hit. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you're a grown person. So I'm not fighting. It's not, it, it could be anyone. I just don't fight. I'm too big for that. You know, it becomes a living your life when you have to push that aside. Mm. That's not in my lifestyle no more. I'm 35 years old. And I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a I make products and I still do hair. I'm a TV personality. I'm Thanks. not gonna let the devil keep attacking me. Mm. Mm. Okay. Right. Well, how are you liking loving hip hop? That's loving a new a new vibe for you, sis. It's cool, you know, I like it, you know. <laughs> other than what just happened to me the other day, you know what I'm saying? What happened to you the other day? The whole scene. This whole situation. Yeah. Well, I had to breathe. I thought I, I stopped breathing for a minute. I don't know if y'all know. So <laughs> <laughs> because for somebody to bring up a situation from 2012, right. and on my grandmother, y'all, I did not know this girl before she started dating, like, know her for real. When she started dating the ex, that was cool, like, you know. I don't have a problem with it. It's right. over with. It's done. He was in my past. I've been with three different men since him. So, so you ain't thinking about And I'm not thinking about him. And I mean, I, th- I think the girl is still talented. You know, I'm not going to knock her. But I just feel like at the end of the day, you need to focus on your talent and not Shekana Joe and trying to bash her. Mm. I got one more thing to tell the world, to all the girls out here and men and whoever. I want you to know that hating on another person's success will not get you where you're trying to go. Say that again. I You never see me on Instagram going up under somebody coming and saying something negative. It takes more out of me to hurt someone else than to say something positive or say nothing at all. I'd rather say nothing at all. Mm-hmm. That's more powerful sometimes. powerful to be on there, oh, you're ugly. Yeah. I've been right. called ugly by this girl. I've been harassed. I feel like I've been harassed forever. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the things people are saying about me aren't true. And it's so negative how you you have half of the world that backs this. Mm-hmm. But then it, it just lets you know how many haters you have. Right. And you have to take those haters and still love them and smile because that's what God wants us to do. So me getting out here getting upset with this girl like no man I keep her lifted in prayer because she needs it she's a talented person I'm gonna keep telling the people that she's talented I'm not a rapper I do have <laughs> <laughs> so you know I can't wait to her hit come in Keep up the good work, Art Barley. Wait a minute. That was a little... No, she kill him with kindness. She kill him, <laughs> kill him with the kindness. Right? Tick. Tick can't even get a word out. That, that's just Keep damn, up the great work, baby girl. Keep pushing to the top. My you sister showed up just now. <laughs> 812 with the morning culture. Uh, Shekinah's here. Watch yeah. me, 103.com. Hey, oh. She has grown, grown, grown. Hi, America. <laughs> America, yes. Yes, everywhere. <laughs> One of the last times I saw you on live, you were talking about whether or not you were going to be dating anyone. Mm. Dating could be cute, right? But it also can be a setback. So right now, I'm focused on my back. Mm. I'm glad I heard that correctly. <laughs> Focus <laughs> on, on the, the bag. bag. Oh, my the, God. The, the bag, as in the Morning culture, Frank Ski, Jay Nova, JR, Big Tick sitting in on the People Station V103 to ATL's number one fit pop and RB. Pull up on us at watchv103.com. Shekinah in the building. Yeah! What's up, Atlanta? Good, good morning, morning, friend. Good morning, friends. How you doing? <laughs> what up? Good. You good? Too early? Not too late? What's up? Yeah, it's a little early for me, but it's cool. It's okay. cool. Mm. What is going on with you and Akbar? Oh, you you hit it. With the- <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna get to it. Swung. Oh, please. <laughs> please, Ken. It's nothing really going on. I mean, 
I don't know. We have to pray for each other. It's but African American people. Aww. This is a different Chicano I'm talking to. <laughs> and I got out of character the other day a little bit on Instagram because sometimes people can take you there. Right. But I've worked so far, so hard in my life to become who I am today. Mm. I cannot let someone who. First of all, I cannot boast and brag on myself. I'm not going to do that. You don't get props on that. So I'm trying to figure out how can you put it. Mm. <laughs> all I can say is people need to stay encouraged. I work for everything I have. Mm. You can call me a, a, a kisser, whatever you want to call 